Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Lara Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is the first episode of our series, Your Story. But before I introduce our guest, I just want to do a quick reminder of our most recent episodes with Stephen Scoggins of Journey Principles, who gives tangible steps of overcoming fear and anxiety, and Dr. Shad Helmstetter, author of What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. He gives very simple and clear steps on how to reprogram negative self-talk. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have one of the sweetest and most compassionate souls I've had the pleasure of meeting. Her story is truly beauty and brokenness. Tara Neal is a wife and mother who fought her way out of the stripping industry and is now pursuing her passion and investing her time in what truly matters to her, which is her family. Welcome to the show, Tara. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me, Laura. I am so excited. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Oh, I'm so excited. See, I already jumped the gun. So um, <laughs> I, I can't wait, right? I can't wait for Lip Talk Nation to really get to know you like I do and just watch you. Um, I've seen you grow in the last couple months into this beautiful person. And I know your story and a lot of things that you've had to overcome. So before we dive into your story, the core of it, will you share with us where you are from, Tara, and a little bit about your childhood, just so we can the foundation of who you are today. Yeah, I am from a small town called Bolivia, North Carolina. Um, most people aren't really sure where that is or know where that is, but it's near Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, it's pretty much now known as the Hollywood of the East Coast. Um, my childhood was amazing. It's a time in my life that I just wish I could snap my fingers and go back to. Um, I was watch pretty much by my grandparents. My family lived close to each other, um, especially by my grandfather. My mom worked a lot, so they pretty much took care of me while she was at work, and I was the apple of my grandfather's eye. Um, He was disabled, so he couldn't work anymore, so we did everything together. He taught me everything I needed to know, how to grow vegetables, sing, dance, drive a tractor, and to always put God first. Um, I was raised Southern Baptist, so every Wednesday and Sunday, you would find me at church with my family. Um, I could even recite the Lord's Prayer by the age of three years old. Oh, my goodness. That is so precious. I just pictured it already, Tara, the three-year-old in you reciting the Lord's Prayer. What a very 
awesome um, way that you are brought up in church and um, especially on Wednesdays and Sundays and your grandfather teaching you how to grow crop, you know, teaching you how to dance, all those fun things that you mentioned. That's really helping the listeners understand what we're about to lead into for um, the really, the the meat of your story. So many of the listeners, Tara, grew up with only one parent or even with their grandparents um, who were like their parents and can relate to you already. And so I would love for you to share now with the listeners how you got started into the club, going to clubs, and at what age did you get involved working there? When I was in high school, um, I started hanging out with a group So when I was about 15 years old, I somehow got my hands on an ID that said that I was 21. Um, At that period in time, you know, they just looked at the ID, looked at the picture, and you just pretty much went wherever you wanted to go. Um, I started um, going to a bunch of clubs at that time. And one night I met a girl that I didn't know then that would introduce me into the entertainment industry. Um, she talked me into going and seeing her one night and somehow that night she was able to talk me into dancing. I remember her saying, you know, wasn't that the easiest $20 she's ever made? And, you know, at that period in time, yeah, I mean, she was right. It was the easiest $20 I've ever made in just a short minute, you know, by giving a gentleman a lap dance. But, you know, at that period in time, something just didn't feel right. Um, I was still a senior in high school at that time, and I just was trying to have fun. Um, So I had graduated high school, and I had got pregnant a month after I graduated. So I was still living with my mom, and she was a single parent, and money just became harder to come by. So at 20 years old, you know, I just said, I'm just going to go back because I know the money there and I'm just going to go back to that entertainment industry. Wow. Lip Talk Nation. Did you hear what Tara just said? She is being vulnerable with us. So thank you very much, first of all, for sharing that with us. But then telling us that you had an easy way of getting into clubs because you, you got your hands on an ID that said you were 21. So you are already influenced to be able to go into the clubs and then having your friend or a, a person telling you that um, when you made those $20 doing a lap dance saying that was the easiest $20 you ever made, right? And you responding to that and then hitting rough times, you know, getting pregnant right after high school a month after high school, in fact, is what you said, and then, you know, needing the money, um, that's exactly what you turned to. So I really want the listeners to hold on to what you're about to say now. So will you describe to us and your mindset, Tara, what you were thinking about your self-worth at this point? Were you even thinking about it or was it really about the money? When you're in the mindset in the entertainment world, it's all about just making the money. Um, it sets your expectations high. Um, it makes the entertainment world make you feel like you have to change your appearance, your life, your values as a person. It becomes all about you and nobody else. And, you know, at that period in time, you're willing to do anything just to make an extra buck. And, you know, at that time, I felt like in my life, it had no purpose at all. 
I felt ugly, lonely, and worthless. And if something bad happened, it was during that period of my life. Okay, so you just pointed out right now that you felt lonely and ugly and no purpose and that you had to constantly change things about you just to make a buck. Did you hear that, Lip Talk Nation? How many of you, maybe you're not facing the entertainment industry, you're not there, but you know a friend who is, or maybe you are there, and this is how you're feeling. And I want you to know, Lip Talk Nation, that there is hope. Tara no longer is in it, but I know that she has a lot of value to offer to you all who are listening. And I want you to hear um, some of the obstacles that she had to face. So Tara, I, I've had the opportunity of hearing your story and you shared with me some of those obstacles that you faced along your journey and being in the entertainment industry. So will you tell us what some of those obstacles were, but maybe you did, maybe they didn't seem like an obstacle at the time. So you have a baby, you know, and, and maybe you'll mention some abusive relationships. I know that you had to conquer. So will you just share some of those obstacles that you had to face? Well, of course I had a baby, um, but in the industry, it comes with drugs. So I had um, getting real addicted to it. And in that period of time with my daughter, um, she was pretty much being raised by my mother because there was a period that she felt that maybe it was safer for my daughter to be with her than it was with me because the environment that I was living in wasn't even up to standard for a baby to even be in. So I had to deal with the obstacle of being on drugs and doing that. And also, you know, not being there in my child's life. I mean, there's a huge gap of first of events that happen, first walk, first saying something. I mean, anything. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for any of it. The whole, you know, part of her life, like the three years just wasn't present for it at all. And that, and that has bothered me um, as a mother to not know what to even write in a baby book of even the first because I have to go to my mom to ask her. Cocaine and marijuana became a way of life. Um, there was no functioning without it. Um, it became to overrule everything that I did. There would be times that I couldn't even get out of the bed because my head was an excruciating pain that sometimes I wanted to take the the pain from my head and, you know, take the pressure of somewhere else by like cutting myself or relieving that pain because it was so severe. Um, when you're doing drugs and you're in that kind of environment, you meet people that kind of just show themselves and you meet them in the places that you shouldn't be meeting people, which was at a nightclub um, at that time in my life, I just wanted attention. I just wanted to, you know, feel love because I didn't love myself. Um, so I met a boy and um, then got pregnant again and um, decided that I wasn't going to try to repeat what I had done in my previous time being pregnant. I was going to try to do better. So I decided to move and to Knoxville, Tennessee, where I became um, in a abusive relationship for five years. Wow. These are huge obstacles and they all stem from what you told us, Tara, as a everything about your self-worth and how you were looking for love and looking to be accepted and you missed your your first daughter's 
first everything. They're her first words, her first steps, and you're going to your mom and asking her what they were. And uh, there you are still looking for acceptance from other people. And like you said, you're addicted to drugs and marijuana and having these days where the headaches were so bad and that you couldn't get out of bed. I know that you told me this before when we talked, Tara. And then you said that... um, you would even cut yourself to release the pain. Lip Talk Nation, I want you to understand that this is a very powerful thing. You know, self-destruction is huge. And that's what the road you were on. That's what that's what you were doing, Tara. And then you were you got pregnant again. And then here you are not wanting to repeat what you did before and missing your first daughter's first everything. And so you moved to Tennessee, but then quickly found out that you were in in an abusive relationship or it turned out into an abusive relationship. So Tara, I mean, I'm, I have goosebumps right now and I already know the outcome and the end of the story, but the listeners don't yet. So you mentioned that to me previously when we were talking, um, just to get to know each other, you said the money was good and that's what you were addicted to. And that was really causing you to stay in the entertainment world. So for those who don't know, I didn't know even until you told me this. So what is the average pay? You know, why would somebody want to stay in the industry? Because that's the question that people ask and they're too afraid to ask, Tara. So what does the money look like when you are in that world? The money is just amazing. I mean, it's tax. There's no tax deductible on it all. Um, they don't even use your real names in the system. So there's no way of tracking anything that you make on a bad night would probably be less than 500 and on a good night would be more than a thousand. So it's something that if you go work a eight to five job, it's definitely not something that you're going to make in a day's worth. Okay. You just said something that I, I still, I'm shocked by you. You said this. It's not even tax deductible because they don't even use your real name. Oh my goodness! And that ex- explains. No, you knew you use stage names there. They don't even call you by your real name. Yeah, and that would make sense for the money to be very appealing and addictive on a low night. You said it's right under five hundred dollars, and on a good night, over a thousand dollars. And then, it, were you working every night? I, I'm not um, sure how often that you know, when you're in that industry, how often people work a night? Is it one night or two nights or is it every night? Um, You could work anytime you wanted to. Um, They even did lunch hours that you could go and work. Um, I was still trying to get through school. So I was going to school Monday um, through Thursday and they didn't, I didn't have class on Fridays. So I would work just the weekend. So within, um, a few nights of working, I mean, I made enough that I could get by, so I would do it. And then um, on nights that, you know, I didn't have school or a holiday, I would go and work. Wow. I'm just flabbergasted a little bit, you know, with the how much money being in that industry you can make. Tara, thank you so much again for being vulnerable with us and sharing these intimate details about your soul and your life. And now I'm curious, after all these obstacles in this abusive relationship, addicted to drugs, you have another kid, so you have two kids. Along the way, you um, decided to do something about this. So how long did you stay and when did you say enough was enough? Um, I decided that enough was enough when I knew that I was pregnant with Noah. Um, I kind of figured 
I'm, I'm, I'm not going to repeat this a second time and I need to get my life under control because, you know, I, I can't miss any more first. I can't do this to myself. It's a huge gap of my life, but I'm not, I'm never going to get back. And I just don't feel like I can repeat it. I was really skeptical about trying to do it because of course the money was so good and I was going to have to go out and get an average job. But, you know, I said, I'm going to do it. As soon as I found out, I I decided that I was going to quit. And that's when I decided I was going to move to Knoxville. But it wasn't sudden when I decided to quit. I still danced probably for a few months, even when I was pregnant, um, until I did say that's enough and I moved to Knoxville because I was still skeptical about having to go and find a normal job. Because the pay was so good. You keep saying this, and I want the listeners to understand because it is so powerful when you say that you had to go find an average job because it really is a, it's a huge comparison for the pay. And so um, I can imagine the difficulties and the struggles that you were going through in your mind you know, as you were going to school and wanting to improve yourself. But again, do you see Lip Talk Nation, the power that money can have over a person, especially when it's not for the right reasons. Tara, you're doing a beautiful job telling your story. Thank you so much for this. And as you decided, you know, to want to improve your life, you're pregnant with Noah, like you said, you wanted to improve it and you're still dancing when you were pregnant with him. And there was this turning point for you. I know that you said in your story um, when we talked that you and, and the guy that you were with were trying to reconcile, but then it didn't work out. And so will you describe to us the end of that? Because I know that at some point there was an end. You stopped. And so I want to know what that moment was like when you decided that you just wanted to stop struggling with that did you struggle with what people thought about you and was it difficult to quit oh oh yeah you my family my friends because most of them pretty much knew or if they didn't know they just kept quiet about it and then you know you would see people pointing at you or it would be brought up when I went back home to visit friends but the, the worst thing about it is, is when you're in a relationship and there's an argument, it's always brought up about it. Your past is always relived by someone else because they want to keep bringing the past up to you. Um, I had got pregnant again when I was with um, Noah's dad in Tennessee, and it just seemed like things were getting wor- worse with the abusive part of everything. Um I somehow got in this argument and fight with him and ended up in um, jail. So the kids actually got to watch me be put in handcuffs in the back of a police car. And I just kept thinking about it. And I actually, they they pass out these little brochures because when you're in that lifestyle, you just get somewhat immune to it. It's like a normal way of life. You just live day by day. And there was this little card that I read in a bathroom, and it said, all this list, if you're in an abusive relationship, look for these signs. And I started reading the signs, and I'm like, wow, this is so in what I'm in right now. So I then went and talked to someone, um, like a counselor, about the situation. And my story was so much in depth and, and so... 
I guess, shocking to them that I was still living in that kind of lifestyle for over five years that they told me that I needed to leave right away, that I needed to go home, pack up all my belongings that I could, anything that was important to me, birth certificates, social security cards, and just leave. And they even gave me a gas card for me to leave. They said, no, leave today. So I went back and I packed up everything while their father was at work and I just left. I didn't even look back. I didn't glance back. I just left. I quit my job. I said, I can't repeat anything. I've struggled too much. I've just got to leave it. Wow. Lip Talk Nation in an abusive relationship for five years. I know many of the listeners right now, they, I know that some of them are secretly struggling just from a few things I see or comments made and you are being a light for them right now, Tara. And um, it wasn't an accident that you saw that brochure, just so you know. I don't believe that at all. And and so you're reading this information, you're finding out all the symptoms of living in an abusive relationship and you're pregnant again with you know, your third child. And this is the moment, I believe, that you said enough was enough with these people that you went and you saw this counselor, the counselors like you need to get out. This has been way too long. You need to save your life, basically, and your children. So at this point, you just left. They gave you this gas card and you left. So along the way, as you're healing and you left this relationship, who were some of the ones that inspired you and who are some of the heroes that you surrounded yourself with to continue to heal? Well, I went back home to my mom. So she's definitely my one of my inspirations. Even though I put her, you know, through everything, she never left me. She was always there, always. I could always count on her to hold my hand through it all. Um, if I needed her, she was there within the night. Even if it was eight, 12 hours away, she would make a purpose to leave right away. Um, my grandma was a hero. Um, she never left my side either. Um, of course, my grandfather was a huge inspiration in my life. You know, at that time, he was a father figure for me. So somehow before he died, you know, he said, to my grandma, um, if something ever happened to me, please make sure that you watch over Tara and make sure she's okay. And she did that until the day she died. So she was a huge um, inspiration and hero for me. You know what I'm hearing, Tara? These women, these this, these people, your grandfather, your mom, and your grandmother, having this powerful impact over you, I hear it in your voice, and I'm getting choked up too. I got a lump in my throat. But you had enough support system, Tara, that you found your self-worth, and I believe it has to do with you growing up and in the church and learning the Lord's Prayer, you know, when you were so young, I am inspired right now that you decided to take action on your life and how you decided to fight for your life. And um, it's just exciting. And so will you tell us a little bit about where you are right now in your life before we move to getting to know you on a fun level? So I just want to, I want everyone to know how you are right now. Uh, I'm doing Fantastic. I, I've never been more happier with my life than the way it is in this period of my time. Um, I live in Pensacola, Florida. I work for um, Baptist Hospital with a group called Cardiology Consultant. Um, I do pre-certification for them. It's 
fantastic. I love my job. Um, I'm married to my wonderful husband, um, Bud. He found me when I was broken, when I thought, you know, uh, no one could ever love me with three children, but God put him in place for me and said, here, it's time. Um, here's the man that I've always wanted you to be with. And here he is right here. So, um, and my grandma knew it when she met him, she pretty much said, you're going to marry him the first time she met him. So I kind of knew that something special was about him. Um, but we are, I got four kids now. I just recently had another one. Um, she'll be two in March. My life is perfect. I would not have it any other way. Yeah, we have struggles and obstacles that get in our way sometimes. But now in my life, you know, I don't put me before God. I put God before me. So I just look for God for my answers with my obstacles and my struggles now in life. And I've been blessed beyond belief. Um, I'm so happy with my life and the where, where it is right now today. Tara, I am smiling so big right now. I Again, I'm proud of you. It's beautiful. Um, your story is beautiful. You married a guy who loves you, like you said, and now you have four kids. He loves me is what you said. He loves me with these kids. And I... Um, You also said that you wouldn't have it any other way. And that's what I want the listeners to take away because we get caught up in thinking that our past is too bad that um, we can't, we're not good enough for anything. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share your story is because you can overcome it. And that's exactly what you are doing. So thank you, Tara. You have, um, like I said, a beautiful story. So thank you for being vulnerable with this. So now it's time to move to the part of the show. Tara, woohoo, where we get to know you on a fun level. We call this our lightning round, and the questions are very simple, easy to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind, Tara. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, here we go. Drum rolls everyone in your head. If you <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, I believe I would want to be able to travel back in time. <sighs> Ooh, I like that one. Time travel. Boom. How do you like your coffee? With a lot of creamer. <laughs> okay, you like your coffee with a lot of creamer. Love it's it. It's got to be sweet. I like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, what's your most embarrassing moment? I have to really think about this one. I think um, probably when I was in second grade, um, my grandfather didn't believe that I was sick one day and made me go to school. And I got sick in front of my crush at school. So I think that was pretty embarrassing. Oh, man. Did you throw up? I know. Did you throw up? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it in was front, awful. In front of your crush. That is devastating for yeah. a second grader, Tara. Oh. I know. It was awful. <sighs> okay, well, look at you now. That's all I can say. I know. Look, right? I know. Oh, okay. And we're still friends. So that's- <laughs> Aww, that is so great. See, I hope that he's listening and hears you say that. Boom. What, is, what is your favorite food? Um, I like everything, but I, I guess like Mexican. I love tacos. Taco Tuesday. Ha <laughs> ha. Love it. 
<laughs> Mexican food, Lip Talk Nation. All right, if you could have a, um, if you could have any car in the world, Tara, what would it be? I'm not really like big and fancy into vehicles. I just want something dependable and can just like spacious room because I have four kids. So anything that keeps them entertained and spacious. And that's good with me. Nodding my so head. So maybe like a suburban or something. Something <laughs> Yes. Something that people entertain. I love it. I'm nodding my head. Yes. Something dependable <laughs> has room for the kids. Maybe play some yeah. games and some TV or the video player. Boom. All right. Yep. Yep. And now I need to know, everyone in Lip Talk Nation wants to know, what is your favorite color? Purple. <laughs> I did not pay her to say that, listeners. Purple it is, and I love purple and the whole meaning behind it, clearly. So, Tara, thank you so much for sharing those fun facts about you. You're such a strong person, and I'm so proud of you for who you've become despite of all the things that you've gone through. Will you share with the listeners how important, this is our final question here, how important church has played a role in your healing process, and do you have any final words of encouragement for the listeners? Church is very important to me. Um, you know, sometimes back in the day, I would just go because I was pretty much told I needed to go. Now I go because I want to go. I want to. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the encouragement. I love how friendly my church is. I love being able to praise Him in the choir. It just fills my soul. Um, it gives me that you know, kind of encouragement and relief of you can continue to do this. I am here with you always. And, you know, it's helped me throughout my struggles of losing my grandmother, um, dealing with the custody issue with my um, children's father. You know, it's brought us in a communication to where we get along. Like, you know, we're not together, but we get along because it's for the kids and, you know, it's what God would want us to do. And I just love it. I love how my children love to want to go to church. Um, it just, as our family, it, having God play in our lives and putting him first has made a huge impact in everything, in our life, um, in our work, in the kids' um, daily school. Like, it has made a huge impact. Yes, I am sitting here reflecting on everything that you're saying because I can relate to, especially in that healing process is why I asked you because you have freedom. There's freedom in Christ. There's freedom in the music that is there and the support that you have and just helping you communicate with the people in your lives. Oh my God goodness it is such an honor to know you Tara wow thank you for sharing yes you're so sweet and thank you for sharing your vulnerability with us and and your story I know God has huge plans for you that's all I'm going to say right there Tara so God has huge plans for everyone and you know you may be in a a situation right now that you feel like I'm never going to get out of this. I'm always going to be this person. I'm always going to be in this situation, but you're not. Like, there's so many people out there that have done what, you know, they're possibly doing or even worse, and there's always a way out. Even if you're working 
nine to five, making ends meet, making ten dollars an hour. Somehow, you know, God puts it in perspective and it plays out. It always works out, no matter what. It all works out. If you put God first, it's going to work out no matter what. That is some great encouragement right there, listeners. Did you hear what Tara just said? There is always a way out. With God, all things are possible. Thank you, Tara, for sharing that with us. I needed to hear that, and I know the listeners did too. So do you have an email address that you'll share with us so that people can contact you if they want to find out more about your story and and just for a support system? Will you share your email address with us, please? Sure. It's um, Tara, T-A-R-A. TN7 at gmail.com. At gmail, Tara, TN7 at gmail.com. Tara, it really has been an honor. Thank you so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you. I'm smiling Thank so big. Thank you so big. much for having me. Yes, and I can't <laughs> wait to share it with the world. You are awesome. And listeners, thank you so much for spending time with us at Life in Purple. This is where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. Once again, it's been a pleasure hearing your story, Tara, and letting our listeners... Thank you so much. Yes, and our listeners, I'm sure, has have gleaned value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.